Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know? A driveway basketball hoop, including the base, weighs around 400 pounds. Something you probably do know? There's a windstorm coming. Something you probably don't know? A basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Stacking the Box. To subscribe, hit us up on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Here is Stacking the Box. Week 14 of the NFL is in the books. Matt Verderam, NFL editor, is here to break it all down with us. Tell us who won, who lost, and what it all means as we head down. We now have, what, three games left of the season here? Three, three games for each team. That is all that is left on the schedule. And we only have a handful. What two teams now have punched their playoff tickets? We're going to get into it all. Let's start on Thursday, though, with two teams that probably won't go to the playoffs. And if one does, it'll be in pretty embarrassing fashion. The Bears 31-24 over the Cowboys. What does this mean for Jason Garrett? Because Mitchell Trubisky just went big boy on him. And that is not the kind of position you want to be in. Yeah, I mean, I think it just means more of the same for Jason Garrett. He's getting fired. Uh, the team has quit on him. That's pretty evident. Like, look, when you stop making tackles that are just really obvious, easy tackles, the, the team doesn't have a whole lot of fight left in it. Now, they may make the playoffs. They may even host a home game uh, because the division is terrible. But, yeah, I think it says that if you're a Dallas fan, you're going to finally have that new head coach you've wanted for a decade. If you're a Bears fan, it keeps hope alive for another week. They, if they go into Lambeau and they win, you still have hope. But, look, they have the Packers, the Chiefs, the Vikings the last three weeks. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, the Eagles play on Monday night. Losing to the uh, Dolphins last week didn't do yeah. them any good because they 
had a prime opportunity. Speaking of prime opportunities, uh, Mitchell Trubisky is definitely going to be the Bears quarterback in 2020, right? Yeah, he probably is going to be. Look, they'll pick up the option anyway for the fifth year, and the next year will be year four, but they have to make that decision. So it's non-guaranteed. He'll be there next year. The only way I see him not being the starter for them next season is if something crazy happens, like Tom Brady ends up there. But that that's unlikely so <laughs> yeah. so yeah look i think he i think worst case for trubisky is like a is like a Tannehill mariota situation where they bring in competition but yeah look brian pace is the gm he he brought in trubisky they're going to give him every opportunity to succeed speaking of general managers that brought in a quarterback and wants to give them every opportunity to succeed the buccaneers they eke one out 38 to 35 over the colts Jameis winston threw a pick six uh, it was not good for most of the game, but this is a game they typically lose. He's able to come back. They win. Jason Light, he's just like Ryan Pace. Like you said, a guy who took Jameis Winston is going to stick to his guns. Is Winston a guy who's going to be back in Tampa next year? And how should Bucks fans feel about that? Yeah, I think you will be. Look, Jason Light drafted him and he just got a five-year extension in August. So now if you're Light, like, why wouldn't you keep the guy? I mean, you can make the argument, well, this is the perfect time to move on, but they they like Jameis Winston in Tampa. Everybody I've ever talked to in that organization, around that organization, they believe that, look, he can be the guy. And this year, he's throwing, like, what, 26 touchdowns and 23 picks, something like that. The picks are crazy, but he, he makes a lot of plays, and they won their 6-7. and seven. They, they, I believe, play the Lions this week. Yep. They could get to 7-7. Seven and seven. So I think, look, if you're Tampa, it at least feels like progress, even if it's not maybe where you want to be yet. So yeah, I think he's back. It does. It did feel like the biggest two-faced Jameis game that I've ever seen, where he throws all the bad interceptions, but he has enough of the good plays that they end up winning. And I think that that's really the, di- the dichotomy of Jameis. And unfortunately, the Bucs are going to be stuck with them for a while. Uh, put a bow on the Colts season because it seems like they're done, but they did a lot more than we thought they were going yeah, to. Yeah, look, you know what? I think it goes from Andrew Luck's calf to Andrew Luck's retirement. And then they're 5-2 and two, and they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. And they beat Houston. And it looks like they might be the great story of the year. And they were the first half of the season. Then injuries happen. Uh, the defense was decimated. Jacoby Pacheco goes down. T.Y. Elton goes down. Marlon Mack goes down. They couldn't sustain what they did early in the year. But I think ultimately, look, if you're a Colts fan, you're proud of this team. This team fought hard. They gave you a good run for a large part of the year. Disappointing ending. But I think you've got to feel like with this coaching staff, this front office, they will get this thing going in the right direction, even if Luck does stay retired. Do they go out and get a new quarterback this year? Do they roll with Jacoby Brissett well, moving forward? They've got him signed for next year. I, I think that they probably go with Brissett next year. They might bring in a guy as some competition. But if I'm the Colts, I take this upcoming offseason to try to get better around Brissett. And then, look, at the end of the day, if you got to trade up in the following draft, go ahead and do it. I wouldn't be shocked if they took a quarterback. But I, I think Brissett's at least good enough they, they probably feel like maybe we can fill in around him for the time being until we make that big move. Over the last couple of weeks, there's been a handful of games. Each week, an honorary game that I forgot happened. And this week, it was the Falcons. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know. The average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know. Your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know. A falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. 
Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. And the Panthers, yeah. 40 to 20. The uh, Falcons beat the Panthers in a tear in the rain type of game that nobody's really going to care or remember about. But what is your takeaway from this if you're the Falcons? 40 points. Dan Quinn, he's a dead man walking. You don't have a lot going on. If you're a Falcons fan, how should you feel today? I mean, you're happy you won. I don't think it makes much of a difference. You know, the offense played well. 40 points is 40 points. The Panthers talked about a dead man walking. It's yeah. a dead team walking <laughs> after they fired on Rivera. I don't think it really matters. I mean, for the Falcons, it's just losing a little bit of draft position. But if you're a fan, like you like to win games, they won. Matt Ryan played well. Uh, I don't I don't think it means a whole heck of a lot. I, you know, you, you, you swept the Panthers. So I guess that's a... It's a nice little thing to take into December and into the offseason. Shot in the dark next week, uh, next year, week one, who is coaching the Carolina Panthers? Oh, my God. I have no idea. I, have no, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just take a complete Robert Salah. Oh, okay. Tepper comes from Pittsburgh. Defense first in Pittsburgh. So maybe he goes out higher as a defensive first head coach. I don't hate it. Speaking of not hating it, 24 to 17, the Ravens over the Bills. The Ravens are now in control of the number one seed in the AFC. They have home field advantage. It's basically they're controlling their own destiny. And you wrote this in your column. The the Ravens have never hosted an AFC championship game, right? right? Right. No, they've never been the one seed. They've never hosted an AFC title game. So this would be a very unique opportunity for them. Both times went to Super Bowl. They won on the road. They won mm-hmm. in Oakland uh, back in 2000. Then the, the last time they beat the 49ers, they beat the Pats uh, up in Gillette. So yeah, they've never been a one seed. It appears that they're going to do that. They would have to lose at least two out of these last three. I don't think that's going to happen. They play the Jets on Thursday night. They should be able to roll in that game. Then they get the Browns. So I think the Ravens are going to be the one seed. And then you're probably in the, the divisional round. You're probably looking at Houston or Tennessee. Uh, you know, and, and then in the AFC title game, it's probably New England or Kansas City. So, look, I think if you're the, the Ravens, you feel great. You're the hottest team in football. I think it's a little concerning Lamar Jackson the last couple weeks throwing the ball. Like, not been great, uh, but they've won. And that, that at the end of the day, of course, is all that counts. So they look terrific at 11 and 2, and they look to be the favorite in the AFC. Did the Bills play a good game against a good team? Did the Ravens play a bad game against a so so team? Yeah, I, you know, so I think the Bills defensively played very well. The problem was Josh Allen couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat the first half of the game. He had, yeah. The one thing that was interesting in that game, and I actually I watched the whole game live, I had it on the one screen, Saints Niners on the other. There were times where Allen had guys wide open and he just couldn't hit them. He was overthrowing them. And that was, that's was that been the story of his season. He's been erratic. He's had really good games like he had on Thanksgiving. He's had bad games like he had on Sunday. So, look, I thought Baltimore offensively uh, ran into a very good defense. Defensively for Baltimore, I thought they were very good up front. They got a lot of pressure. Six sacks, 12 hits on Allen. But the secondary actually left some guys open. Allen just couldn't take advantage. The Cleveland Browns, 27-19 over the Cincinnati Bengals. But the big story about this game was beforehand, we had Odell Beckham report saying that he wants out of Cleveland after the game. Baker Mayfield's throwing his organization under the bus with the medical team. Always a good luck. Yeah. What the hell is going on in Cleveland? They they won. They won on Sunday, but nobody cares. They're just a disaster. They're horribly coached. They, They don't seem to care about the right things. As far as Beckham... Who cares? You want out? That's fine. You're signed for four more years. Like you're not going anywhere. Nobody cares. 
you're not, this isn't the NBA where you're going to force yourself out of there and throw a fit. Like nobody, nobody cares that you want to get traded. They're not going to trade him unless they get a big haul back for him. And, and as far as Mayfield goes, I mean, just what an idiotic comment. What a dumb way to handle base. It's not even about your medical situation. Like just shut up. It has nothing to do with you. Stay out of it. And by the way, they won the game. He was awful mm-hmm. against the Bengals. 192 so, yards. Yeah, not great. Oof. He has been bad this year. I'm guessing that uh, he's going to have a quieter offseason coming up. Uh, not not quite the amount of commercials this year. Hopefully not, but we will see. The Green Bay Packers, they win over the Washington Redskins 20-15. to wasn't really the blowout game a lot of people were expecting, especially after Aaron Rodgers went nuts in the snow last week against the Giants. Right. Uh, if you're the Packers, you watch the, the uh, Saints and the 49ers go at it on Sunday. We'll get to that game later. But are you concerned about this team going up against either of those two if they can't blow out the Redskins or really doesn't this yeah, matter? Yeah, the Packers aren't as good as those teams. Right now, the Packers just flat out are a good team. They're not a great team. They're not a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. They're 10-3. and three. That's that's a, a good, solid record. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, look, they, they played the Chargers. They got pounded. They played the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes and about six other guys, and they barely won that game at Arrowhead. You know, they, they have had games this year. They've struggled. They barely beat the Bears on the road. The, the Vikings had a big lead early, and they had to hold on for dear life. They had some questionable calls in that game to win. Now, look, mm-hmm. again, Packers are a good team. I'm not saying they're not a good team. And nobody wants to see Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game. Although, let's be real. He's been okay this year. He's not been great. And that's been the crux of their issue for them. Their offense has just not been that good. Their defense has been much better than the offense. A good team, yes. But are they the Niners? We saw a couple weeks ago. No, they're not. They're not the Saints. I don't think they're Seattle. So, I think the Packers are good. But are they great? Strong word right now for them. You power ranked the job openings in your stacking the box column yes. this week, and you put the Washington Redskins. I thought this was nice. You put them last. I wouldn't have put them on the list at all. But you had Daniel Snyder as the biggest reason why nobody was going to want to yeah. go and coach there, and that's true. Bruce Allen gets honorable mention as well. Oh, he does. He does. He, in fact, he should have been honest and omit by me. Who coaches the Redskins next year? Some sad individual. <laughs> Honestly, they should you, offer see, us the job. It's, it's impossible. I don't want the job. It's impossible <laughs> to say because. It's going to be someone who doesn't have any other option. Mm. Like, it's not going to be... It's always what you're looking for. (laughs) Okay, so like we mentioned Robert Salah with the Panthers job, right? Like, he, he, Eric Biennemi, guys like that, like, they're going to have Greg Roman. Mm. They're going to have options. They're going to have two, three, four, five teams banging on their door saying, hey, come take an interview with us. You're not taking the Redskins job if you have other options. Why would you? First of all, Haskins just looked terrible. Second of all, we just talked about the Schneider-Allen dynamic, Mm -hmm. right? Like... You don't want that job. You want no part of that job. So it's so hard to say, man. I, I I think it's going to be someone who either doesn't have any other interviews or who misses out on two or three other jobs and then just says, "Okay, fine, I'll take it." I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be someone uh, who that, that's you know who has who has other options. I'd, I'd be really surprised. That's always the position you want your team to be in if you're a fan. It's not this great. guy's coaching us because he's got no other options. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like great. the Browns for years. It's true, yeah. All those years when like Mike Pettin went there and his daughter tweeted uh, out, like, well, I Chizinski. guess we have no yeah, like we have no choice. Yeah. Jeez. Shermer. Like they just they never had any other choice. Right. And that's that's where you are right now for the Redskins. Well, the Minnesota Vikings, they beat the Detroit Lions 20 to 7. They're right up there with the aforementioned Packers in the NFC North, and they play each other as well, coming down the stretch here with three more games left. Can the Vikings win the NFC North? 
Yeah, I mean, they could. Uh, they get Green Bay at home. They could win that game. The Vikings could certainly win out. They get the Bears uh, at home as well. They get the Chargers on the road. Uh, they could win all three of those games. Could the Packers slip up and lose a game? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, the Vikings are in the mix. But right now, the Vikings also have to watch their rearview mirror. Mm. The Rams only game back, and the Rams right now would win the tiebreaker. So the Vikings have to keep winning. As great as they've been down the stretch here, and they've played very well since starting 2-2, two and two, they don't have that luxury of a slip-up. Think about how they had they have lost that Broncos game. Yeah. Down 20 nothing, came back and won. That would save the season right now. So look, I think the Vikings can win the division, but they also have to make sure they continue to take care of business just to get in the playoffs. We're going to get to those pesky Broncos in a second. We're going to get to the best game of the week in a second as well. But first, we need to talk about why this game wasn't, you know, projected in Times Square is beyond me, but the Jets and the Dolphins go at it. 22 to 21 is the oh final God. score. Um, what, what do you have? What do you have for this game? Jeff Schwartz from Sack in the Box. He bet on this game. He's a degenerate. He oh, that, man, that man needs a meeting. <laughs> this I, was great. I, but uh, yeah, the, Jet, they, the Jets dude, pull I, it out. And I have nothing for that game. That game gross. was awful. Yeah. Uh, Miami kicking seven field goals. Jeez. Uh, the, the Jets just screwing around, Sam Ficken winning it at the end. <laughs> uh, that That's just a depressing game. And I, But I wrote about my column, so I'll, I'll go off on this. 25 years ago, though, those two teams played a very interesting game, the Marino really? Spike game. Uh-huh. And it was in East, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Not the same stadium, but in the same parking lot. Uh, and I, I wrote about that because that's the only notable thing about the Jets and the Dolphins right now. So re- 25 years ago, it mattered. Now, eh, not so much. Yeah, the Dolphins are projected to get the fourth and the 19th pick in the draft this year. So For a second, I thought you were going to say the fourth seed. And I was yeah. like, what? God, no. <laughs> I don't think so, man. The fourth seed in the power ranking of pain. Speaking yeah. of pain, though, and those pesky Broncos, um, Denver, yeah, 38-24 to 24 over the Houston Texans. Billow reminding us that he's Billow a week oh after God. out-coaching. Uh, Bill Belichick, thirty-eight to twenty-four. Like, what the hell? What are they doing? Like, th- that's the season, pretty much. Is like, there's no fuck. momentum now for Houston. Every week, there's a surprise. It's the NFL. Every that was the surprise. Wow. I'm- How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of thirty-three million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good. Watching the Bills and Ravens, and I'm watching the Niners and Saints, and I see on the bottom line it's seven nothing Bronco. Okay, then it's fourteen nothing. Kind of like perk up a little bit, but I still thought, okay, it's so early in the game. Texans are at home. Now they're awake. They'll, they'll, they'll come back. It'll be a tighter game than it should be. But they'll win. I lost track of the game. I look up and it's thirty-one to three at halftime. <laughs> just, like, well, that game's over. Uh, look, the Texans—that's a—it's a horrendous loss. Coupled with Kansas City's win, they move down to the four seed. They're probably not going to move out of the fourth seed unless they move down. So that's a bad, bad, bad loss. Uh, and and now too with Tennessee, two of the last three weeks these teams play each other. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden you're looking at a scenario where if you're Houston, now Houston wins the tiebreaker if they split. So Houston still controls its own fate, but now you're going into Tennessee this weekend. Mm. You lose that game. Again, you still technically can handle business. You win your last two, you win the division. But man, that's <laughs> you're cutting it awfully close. They see your Bucks week 16 out in Tampa. Yep. Interesting game. So Houston, a horrible loss. And Houston's had a few of those this year. Lost mm-hmm. at home to Carolina earlier this year. Inexplicable and a, and a horrible time for it. 
Uh, speaking of those Titans, 42 to 21 over the Oakland Raiders. It was kind of a game for a little bit. And then like a getaway car, the Titans just pulled away with this yes. thing. Um, briefly, I'll just say that I feel really bad for Raiders fans because they turn out. Yeah. That, yeah. that stadium is packed. And they showed a shot of Mark Davis sitting up there in the owner's box and he's just grinning. Just That's the Davis family memorial shot. It they was, sh- they yeah. pan up to the press box and they're down <laughs> by 20 in the fourth. Yeah. It was, yes. And they're talking about on the broadcast too. John Gruden says that he remembers faces from when he was there back in the 90s that are still right. there. And that's the, that's this is what they're leaving behind to go to Vegas. They don't deserve that. They don't deserve to watch their team lose 42 to 21. But the Titans, they apparently deserve a lot because, like you said, they're eight and five. They're tied with the Texans yep. now. Um, are they going to win the AFC South? They might. See, the hard part of Tennessee, I think, I think they're the better team right now. Mm-hmm. The problem is a matter of scheduling and tiebreaker. Because they lost to Jacksonville in that hideous Thursday night game earlier this year, a split for the Texans does the job as long as they beat Tampa Bay or, or Tennessee loses to the Saints. Mm. Like Tennessee schedules Houston twice and the Saints. Now, the games, two of those three are in Tennessee. Maybe the, the Titans rise up and they win those games. It's just a very tough road for them. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to sweep Houston to get the – and maybe they do it, but I think that's what they're going to have to do. They have a shot. I wouldn't count them out. I think Houston still is the favorite just because of the schedule uh, and the tiebreaker. But look, give Tennessee full marks. Derrick Henry is a man possessed. Right now, he might be the best back in football. Yeah. Tannehill's played incredibly. They're 6-1 with him as a starter. They've gotten the job done play after play, drive after drive. In fact, I saw a stat. Uh, the Titans – since Tannehill became the starter, second most efficient offense in football in terms of touchdowns per drive. They've been great. So I'm really impressed by what they've done. And I'll tell you, if they make the playoffs, they're a team nobody's going to want to see. They're hot as all can be right mm-hmm. now. And a, and a note on the Raiders, good call. They have one more home game. It's this weekend's Jacksonville. Honestly, just sad. You know, like nothing against Las Vegas. I'm sure there'll be fine fans. But it's just sad to see those fans in Oakland lose that team. Great fans, not a lot to root for the last 20 years or so. Uh, and, and yet, you know, it feels like the team is getting ripped away, much like when Cleveland uh, lost the Browns the first time. It's just there's just something not right about it. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Uh, speaking of sad sights, 45 to 10, the Chargers over the Jaguars. The saddest of Let's sights. just be brief with this. Doug Marone's losing his job, right? Man's lost his job. Yeah. <laughs> and the question, it's like if a game happens and no one sees it, does it count? Uh, yeah, listen, it's a game that doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, the Jags are going to fire their coach. Uh, the Chargers are going to have a, a pick that they might be looking to take a quarterback with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was maybe the best game Philip Rivers has played in a long time. But, of course, it comes in a game that nobody saw. So, uh, just a sad uh, state of affairs for the Chargers and the Jags. Uh, speaking of the sad state of affairs, 23-17, to 17, the Steelers equin out over the Cardinals. But the big story here is uh, the Duck commander, the third-string quarterback, is leading the Steelers into a playoff push. What say you of Devlin Hodges? Uh, he's a guy, but <laughs> but they've won some games with him. Look, their offense isn't good, but their defense is very good, and their coach Ooh. is very good, yep. and they're winning games. And now they play week 15, and they get a home game, Sunday Night Football against the Bills. All of a sudden, you win that game, you might not be in a five seed. So, look, I give the Steelers a lot of credit. They fought through a lot of adversity this year. Nobody gave them a chance. 0-3, they're done. Forget about them. Now they're 8-2 and in their last 10. They've played great football. Uh, I think they're limited. I think Hodges is limited. Mm-hmm. But he's he's done what you have to do as a reserve quarterback. 
don't get your team killed. And he's done that uh, week in and week out. So look at the Steelers credit, eight and five, eight and five. They get a win on the road. Kyler Murray made some big mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that leads to the Steelers uh, coming out on top. 28 to 12, the Los Angeles Rams have reintroduced themselves to the rest of the NFC. Like yeah. we were talking about with the Vikings, they are now eight and five. They are right there in the NFC wild card chase. The Seahawks, they stumble. We were talking last week about how they move up to the two seed. Now they're back down on the wild card hunt. But the big story here are the Rams, who we kind of rode off a little bit. Absolutely. Now they are back. Yeah, they are. They are. And I think, look, they they played really, really well offensively against Seattle, which is something they just have not been able to do is is put together weeks consecutively here. They look good on offense. They did that finally. Goff looked good. I know he threw two picks in the third quarter. Uh, but by and large, played a good game. Gurley looked like Todd yeah. Gurley, which was the most shocking thing. Haven't seen that all year long. So the Rams now go to Dallas. Th- that's a game that you, you got to win. You've got to win if you're the Rams. You have no choice now. You're probably going to have to win out. They play Dallas on the road. Then they play the Niners on the road. Then they play the Cardinals at home. So the Niners game is that game that's looming. They got to win those other two. Hope Minnesota loses a game. Uh, but they're going to have a shot. And if they play offense the way they did on Sunday night against Seattle, hey, they could do it because the defense the last couple of weeks has really come around nicely. Uh, the two best games of the week we have saved for last. We'll get yep. to your game here. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, 23-16 to 16 over the New England Patriots. Everybody's crying crocodile tears for New England getting screwed by the officials. That is called a taste of your own medicine yeah. a little bit. But what's your takeaway from this game? First of all, okay, Pats fans complaining about the officiating. The world's smallest <laughs> violin. Uh, the smallest. Secondly, the Chiefs were called for 10 penalties on 136 yards in the game. Now, look, the touchdowns, yeah, they got robbed. That's fine. The story of this game was not the officiating, as bad as it was at times. And it was bad at times. The story of this game was New England can't score. Mm. They cannot score a point. Because those two touchdowns got taken away in the same sequence, right? They go down. Even with that, they had first and goal at the three and can't score. They go backwards. They had a field goal blocked. Then they got down to the 27-yard line of the Chiefs. And on fourth and seven, didn't even bother to kick a field goal because they have that little faith in Folk. They turn the ball over on downs. Brady throws a hideous pick to Breland. They, they can't do anything. They can't get open. When the Chiefs were able to take Edelman away, the, the Pats combined outside of Edelman had three catches by a receiver. Mm. Couldn't do anything. Shoney Michelle, five carries, eight yards. It, it was it was hideous. The best ball carrier of the game for them was Brady on the one scramble. Where he, yeah. You know, so look, they, <laughs> The problem for New England right now is they can't score. I thought the Chiefs played a sloppy game, had a blocked punt, some turnovers, uh, some drop passes, 10, 10 penalties, and they still won the game and sh- frankly probably should have won comfortably. So yeah. I, I think if you're a Pats fan, you've played three good teams this year, you've lost to all three of them. Yeah. And you've not looked good in any of the games. That is a major concern as we head down the stretch. The best game of the week, probably the best game of the season. No doubt. I would say the best game since the uh, Rams-Chiefs game from last year. Yes. 49ers 48, Saints 46. It comes down to the Drew Brees comeback drive at the end of the game, gets a touchdown, but then he gets outdone by Jimmy Garoppolo, who answers all of the haters by playing big boy football in the Superdome. They get the win. They are back in control in the NFC West. They are back in control of the number one seed, and the 49ers establish themselves and... Jimmy Garoppolo, he answered the biggest question of all. Can he get in a shootout with Drew Brees and yep. win? And he did. Well, a week ago on my column on Monday after they lost to the Ravens, I wrote as my lead, Garoppolo's got to be better for the Niners to win. And he's got to be bigger in these big moments. I appreciate Jimmy reading my column <laughs> because he came out. He played great. Had a great game. Well over 340 yards, three touchdowns. 
Uh, he, he did everything. It might have even been four touchdowns. I believe it was four touchdowns. He, he was fantastic in the game. Late in the game, they need him on fourth and two. He hits Kittle. Kittle turns up the field. They get the penalty. Get a boot. Sets up the game when he kicked by Robbie mm-hmm. Gold. Like the Niners, you've been waiting all year for that signature win. They lost to Seattle. They lost to Baltimore. Both very close games. Both games they could have won, but they didn't win. They beat the Packers, but the Packers this year have been somewhat fraudulent. This is a key win. This is the this is the same kind of thing like Baltimore beating the Niners or the yeah. Pats or Seattle or the Chiefs beating New England or Baltimore or Minnesota. Like all those big time teams, you know, Seattle beating San Francisco. All those teams have those those vintage wins to let you know they can win in January. Niners get one here. Super impressed. And now they hold the number one seed. They just have to win out. It's not going to be easy. they got the Rams in Seattle ahead. They can still be a five seed if they're not careful, but they control destiny now moving forward. Well, that was week 14 in the NFL. We'll see what happens in week 15. Just three games left for everybody, and then it is the playoffs. And we will be back next Monday to break everything down after week 15 gets in the books. This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply.